Hey, all you beautiful movie-loving people out there, live from a red carpet somewhere, surrounded by celebrities, this is the Movies America Podcast with Van Ebert, where movie reviews meet cold brews. Van will review your favorite, and maybe not so favorite movies, while enjoying some ice-cold beers and saying cheers. Now let's head into the theater and join our illustrious movie reviewer du jour, who's no doubt got the beer ready to pour, Van Ebert! Hello, hello, hello! It's your mate Van Ebert, inviting you to come right in, and we're going to take part in the Movies America podcast. I'm just sitting here in my flat, enjoying a right good pint of some good pale gold ale. Oh, it goes down so smooth. Thank you. I hope you fancy a podcast today. And we'll be going over the movie Last Night in Soho. Baby, you don't know what you're saying. What brings you down, then? I'm studying. London College of Fashion. Right, Room is on the top floor. It's perfect. I love it. My if I could live any place in any time, I'd live here, in London, in the 60s. Last night, I saw something in my dreams. a girl. And you are? Sandy. I got this kind of gift. I can see people, places, things others can't. This is the closest most people ever get to their dreams. Well, that's not rubbish. It won't make you keen to grab a point of ale. And that's what I'll do right now. And I'll drop the British accent. <laughs> I'm sure all my listeners are like, ah, thank God. All right. So, okay. Well, hey, now that we're uh, back stateside, um, you know, let me introduce you again to Movies America podcast. And I hope that trailer helped entice you and at least inform you as to what will be or what I'll be reviewing today here. That is a Edgar Wright movie uh, called Last Night in Soho just came out. And before we get too far down the road here in the Last Night in Soho here, just let me remind you that this podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, we're on Amazon Music, and also we're on moviesamerica.com. Uh, we've, we're on Pandora. We're uh, we're a little bit uh, everywhere there, baby. So and feel free, uh, particularly on Apple Podcasts here, which I think is the only place you can do this, uh, to give it a review. I could be wrong about that. But uh, give it a five-star rating here if you are so inclined 
to do that very thing. Also, yours truly, Movies America, is on Twitter and Instagram under Movies America, of course. And that is there just in case you want to share anything with me or check out my post and, you know, lodge a complaint, you know, with the Movies America board. You know, I was like, you know, Van Ebert, he was just preposterous and inappropriate, and I found his content very, very offensive. Or Van is very lovely and very refreshing. And he makes my life worth living. So, you know, any of those two extremes, nothing in the middle. I don't want anything in the middle. I just want those two extremes, and that's it, okay? (laughs) All right. Okay. So, and just to let you know here, as you're listening to the episodes of Movies America, you'll find out I'm I'm mostly reviewing new movies, but I'll also be reviewing uh, old movies. And, you know, as we all do, we love mixing things we love, right? Who doesn't? It'd be pretty weird if you didn't, right? Mixing things you love, you know? Like, back in the day, chocolate and peanut butter were mixed together. Well, I like combinations like movies and beer. And on every episode, I do drink a beer ski here, and I just kind of give my thoughts on it. And this podcast episode is no different, Okay. So, since we are reviewing a movie that takes place in London, I thought I would go with a little Boddington's Pub Ale, which is which is uh, very, very tasty. It's actually brewed in Manchester, um, over in uh, the UK, of course. And I have to say, my first impressions of it when I took my first drink of it is... It was creamy, it was airy, very frothy. It's got a hint of nutmeg in there. It's like I, I I could I could taste something that tasted kind of like cinnamon, but not quite. A little bit more bitter and a little bit more aftertaste to it than cinnamon. And I'm gonna guess it's um nutmeg, cumin, something like that. But yeah, Boddington's pay up uh, Boddington's pub ale. It's just a, a pale gold ale f- over uh across the pond. And it is is pretty tasty there. So I, yeah, go ahead and uh, check out Boddington's Pub Ale if uh, you can get your hands on it. But with that, now that you know that what I will be uh, hydrating myself with during this review, let's get right into it, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So last night in Soho. So this is a movie that is hard to categorize. Okay, it's. It is a mystery thriller, horror slasher, bloody, avant-garde, stylish, uh, you know, coming into their own kind of tale. It's it, it is it's it's intriguing. That is one thing that makes it intriguing. Is you know if there were still blockbusters around, blockbuster videos around. Uh, I would hate to be the blockbuster video clerk that has to decide like what section back in the day blockbuster video would have put this 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 VHS tape of <laughs> of last night and so so unfortunately there's not a whole lot of blockbuster videos around but fortunately for that purpose there isn't 
because I don't know where you would put this movie at. If someone was, you know, putting a Luger gun to my head and ma- ma- and making me choose, I'd I'd put it in the the thriller section. Although it's got some some horror some horror elements in in it, but the basic plot. Okay, so it just starts off with our protagonist, our heroine. Her name is Eloise or Ellie for short, and she's just a. A girl that's starting off in life, she's leaving home to go to a fashion designer school in London, and she's from out in rural, rural uh, London, so pretty much like the, you know, or not rural London, but rural England. So she's pretty much from the English version of Green Acres, you know, so Mayberry, if you will, and she's going into the, into the big city for the first time, and it's told that her mother, back when she was her age, had gone into London, and it just proved to be too much. And and you'll see how that had an effect on her mother in this movie. But anyway, so let's move it forward, right? Okay, so she leaves her English countryside home, a little town, to get into the, you know, the big brights of the big old city of uh, London, particularly Soho is where she ends up at, is, is where the fashion designer college is at. And she quickly finds herself, she's kind of an outcast there. All the other students there are kind of more worldly and they're partying and drinking and just, you know, just ripping it up. And she's, you know, more innocent and vulnerable and that's just not her scene whatsoever. So she you know, kind of feels like a babe in the woods, so to speak. And she's kind of having a hard time finding her footing here in the big city. And she finds her. She and basically she moves out of the dorms into her own uh, flat, you know, in London, and meets a a lady, an older lady, an old lady that's uh, played by Diana Rigg, that is renting out the flat. And so soon after she rents out the, the rents out the flat, she goes to bed. She starts seeing, she starts dreaming, or she starts having visions. I I, I would call them dreams. And these dreams uh, take place in the 60s in Soho. And she finds herself in the persona of a, of a young girl her age, but back in the 60s in Soho, named Sandy, that is trying to make her way as a singer in the 60s. She wants to be famous. It's her time. It's my time to shine. She's in, you know, 60s London, which, as you may not know, I mean, if you watch any Austin Powers movies, <laughs> you know, they, they're probably the best representation that I can think of here, just off the top of my head, as far as, like, how sw- how swinging the 60s were in London. I mean, the, the 60s in London were, like, the epicenter of pop culture and just and, and just everything, you know, just everything that was hip and cool and gravy, you know, the 60s London was uh, was, you know, the tops, you know. And so it was very, very cool and hip to, to be in, in, in London in the 60s. And so this singer in the 60s is trying to start her, start her way out in her singing career. And, and she meets uh, a character named Jack that uh, looks like he might be a manager that can get her off uh, to her singing career, get her started, get her jump started into fame and fortune and all that. So, and... Things don't quite turn out the way that 
this 60s era singer that Eloise or Ellie is dreaming about here, you know, dreaming about her as, hey, it would be so cool to be this person, this aspiring singer, because Ellie and Eloise, or Ellie is, we're just going to call her Ellie for the rest of the podcast. Ellie is, again, like very vulnerable, very shy, where Sandy, who she's dreaming about in the 60s, is very charismatic, you know, very aggressive, and uh, knows what she wants and confident in life, right? And she wants to be her, or Ellie wants to be Sandy. And Sandy starts finding out that she has wandered unknowingly into kind of a seedy, sleazy underbelly of young girls that want to be a big star, but they get lured into the, you know, into the lion's den of a lot of, you know, creepy misogynist men and things kind of, not kind of, they definitely go dark. (laughs) And that's where the movie goes from a, you know, hey, coming of age tale, you know, going to fashion designer school and hey, they're going to make it in the world to, wow. (laughs) So, this this is this is a you know and as it gets darker and and more into uh, goes down further into the rabbit hole that's where this movie gets a little hard to categorize but it is very intriguing very uh, you know it keeps you on the edge of your seat it's got a great soundtrack Edgar Wright uh, who directs this movie he's the same guy who did like Baby Driver it came out a few years ago that that was a movie that pretty much. And this same movie, uh, this this movie is the same way where Edgar Wright had all the songs, like the '60s era songs, all picked out, and then he kind of designed the movie around the '60s era music, and that's what he did with Baby Driver too, uh, where he just had these uh, obscure and not so obscure kind of pop hits picked out for the soundtrack, and and then he would design the scenes and the happenings and the pacing and all that around the songs, the cues, the change in verses, the octaves, the the you know, just the verse changes, the song changes, all that. And this this movie is not quite like that, but it does show that Edgar Wright is is top notch. He is a maestro when it comes to picking the right songs uh for this movie. And he's got some pretty unsettling sixties songs in this. I mean you'll when you're watching the movie The Plot uh, you know, does get creepy and unsettling, and he's got some unsettling '60s songs. Uh, kind of like you know, like there's uh, the song "Anyone Who Had a Heart" by Scylla Black. The, you, when you hear that song in this movie, you're gonna start kind of getting that feeling, like, okay, this movie is getting a little creepy, crawly under your skin. I, this might not be a feel-good inspirational tale. It's going to go somewhere else. And so it's just a, a good movie to, you know, if you it's 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 a good thriller, but also some people might be scared by it. And it does have some what might what some might consider some unsettling gore and and blood effects uh in it. Unfortunately, I watch way too many horror movies and gory horror movies that uh <laughs> wasn't really phased except well, you know, I lied. I lied. There is a, a montage where it's you know you're like whoa wow Holy, that is brutal that is brutal and and it really it but it but it's part of the movie it's not exploitative it really is essential to the plot to the story and it just makes it all that much more shocking and jarring uh, when you see it 
It's got a little, this movie's got a lot of creepy effects in it too. The visual effects are outstanding. The visual effects that make up like the the, the spirits and the apparitions and the figments of of Ellie's imagination and a lot of uh, you know spirits of dead victims and and creepy things in the walls and you'll know what I mean uh, when you watch the movie. And I think you'll agree that it it does give you a creepy vibe and a very unsettling vibe when you watch uh, the movie there. But it is, but but in an entertaining way, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But it's uh yeah it's 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 a movie that you should definitely check out. And I, you know I'll be honest with you when I first when I first left the theater. I it, I didn't have that feeling like oh my god like this movie was wow it was earth shattering it was life changing this movie is just stupendous and oh my god I can't believe it it wasn't right away it was one of those things where it was one of those movies where it, I just had to you know let it settle a little bit I just had to go on and leave the movie go on about my life and you know like you know and then like an hour or two later. I started kind of like really, it, it, the movie started kind of creeping back into my head, you know, thoughts about it and and characters and events and plot twists in the movie, and it started kind of making a home in my old noggin, you know. It's it started, uh, you know, you know, pu- you know, it putting a, a tent up in you know in my you know medulla oblongata, you know, in my uh, in my cortex in my brain, you know, I kind of started staying there. I started thinking about it. And I was like, "Wow, that okay, that yeah, I remember that happened." And okay, why did that? Ha- oh, that's right. That's that's why that happened in the movie. And wow, that is intriguing. Okay, now oh now that now I uh, understand why that happened. And oh, how could I have not seen that when I watched that movie? Oh, that's how that you know I found myself doing that, thinking about stuff, you know. And so I I still I still find myself kind of uh, going back and 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 going through scenes and. And exploring characters' motivations, so it is, you know, it, it the movie at least for me, it is sticking with me. So uh, definitely ch- check it out here. the The title last night so obviously doesn't you know reek of horror movie or thriller, you know. And the movie starts off and you'd have you know, the, you know first you know part of the movie you're like I, it, it's not going to occur to you that it's going to be a kind of a thriller scary horror kind of th- you know movie at all but it does in a very entertaining very slick way transitions you know to that and so the main character is is uh, is played by an actress uh named Thomason McKenzie and a lot of you might not recognize her from anything here. She's been in some lower profile projects. Uh, she was in a Leave No Trace. I think it was a Netflix movie there, and uh, she was she, actually she turned down a role. She was going to play uh, Jennifer Connelly's daughter in Top Gun Maverick, or she at least was offered the part to play uh, Jennifer Connelly's daughter in Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer and the and the whole cast. But she turned it down to do a, another uh, movie, kind of more of a female ensemble movie that she wanted to do instead of uh, being this big, whopping blockbuster of uh, Top Gun Maverick, which is we'll finally probably get to see that in about 28 years. So 
Uh, you know, some, at some point we'll be able to see that movie. But I kind of get the impression that um, you know she, Thomas and McKenzie is kind of a you know more shyer kind of uh, you know kind of you know more reserved actress. She's from New Zealand, and uh, she's you know yeah she comes out she's she does a really great job in this movie. She she pulls off the you know the very shy vulnerable side at the beginning, and then she does out of necessity you know transition into that you know the true. Uh, tough as nails heroine that is fighting for her life in this movie. And then the part of Sandy, the aspiring singer that she idolizes uh, in her dreams back in the sixties is played by Anya Taylor joy. And there's might be a better, a better chance that you might recognize her. She was in uh, the movie split with James McAvoy. She played one of the girls that crazy James McAvoy in split who had all the split personalities uh, kidnapped, uh, she's more. She's mostly known now for, I believe it's a Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit, uh, the chess uh, series. I, I, th- I think it's a series on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. She's known uh, for that. And there's, it's, and, and like I said, she's she plays a singer in this movie, and and so obviously there's going to be ta-da singing, right? And she does her own singing, and her voice is quite exquisite. Yeah, she definitely has the talent of singing in addition to being uh, quite the effervescent actress. And then also, a nice little treat for me is that it, this movie also has Terrence Stamp in it. Terrence Stamp, to me, will always be Zod from Superman 2, okay? He was he played you know one of the bad guys in Superman 2 way back in the day with Christopher Reeve. He'll always be Zod from Krypton <laughs> to me. But later on, he was in like the movie Wall Street with Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And but his 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 face has always been like this creepy, um, you know, threatening, menacing, villainous face that always has something sinister behind it. And it's and it works to a T in this movie. He plays a kind of a red herring of a character in this movie, but he, he lends a lot. And it's, it's it's great to see, you know, Terrence Stamp in this movie because he's not in a whole lot of stuff here uh, anymore, but he lends uh, a lot uh, to uh, this movie. But, yeah, just check this out. Uh, hopefully, you know, my review, my description has intrigued you, enticed you to uh, see that movie. Uh, speaking of entice, I've just got to take another tug off this Boardington's Pub Ale. Yep, like I said, it's very frothy, very smooth, very creamy here. It's And the Boardington's Pub Ale, if you get it here, they do this aeration packaging of the beer into the can, so it... It gives it. Uh, that's what gives it like the real airiness uh, to it, and and it gives it a pretty good head on it as well. So, but you'll you'll see what I mean uh, when surely you're gonna run out and get yourself some Boddington's Pub Ale. And again, I'm not getting any money from Boddington's Pub Ale. I don't get any money from any of the beers that I review yet. <laughs> but check it out. Check it out. It definitely will wet your whistle and keep you nice and refreshed. Okay, so, okay, well, hey, you know what, again, this 
podcast is going to be on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, it's on uh, Pandora, and it's on. Just, it's going to be on MoviesAmerica.com. Also, uh, it's going to be on MoviesAmerica.com. And just to let you know, MoviesAmerica.com, my website, it does have some podcasts out there that aren't on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So it's got some extra goodies out on the website. And go ahead and, uh, you know what, feel free to tell tell your friends, tell your homeboys, tell your comrades, tell your amigos about this podcast. Pass it on. It's a good diversion, right? Good diversion. You know, check it out. You know, for, if you're, uh, you know, sick of hearing about politics or the stock market, you know, and you're like, you know what, I just want to hear about just some good old entertaining movies. Maybe some of the reviews that I do are <laughs> About movies that aren't so entertaining and aren't so great. I will have to warn you this. Some of the episodes that I'll do are about movies where I'm sure I will will re- I will regret having gone and seen them. But that's the nature of being a movie reviewer, you know. So I know it's the, it's the toughest job in the world, you know. It's the few, the proud, the movie reviewers, right? <laughs> but in the end, yeah, check out this movie here. Again, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for uh, visiting uh, and, and joining me here. And that's it. Cheerio, mates. <laughs>